Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Talking earlier in the show about um, sounds of Australian sport that should be in the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. If there was an intro Hall of Fame, that one would be right up there. So it's upside downside for the D's. So Demons fans, get on the line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What's the upside heading into twenty twenty four, and what is the downside heading into twenty twenty four? We've got a Bataki ham to give away. It simply wouldn't be Christmas. Without a Bataki ham, a lot of upside for the Demons in the last couple of years. They won the flag, of course, 2021. And we know the last couple of years, top four, gone out in straight sets twice. But they don't, the upside, there's a lot of upside. They don't They don't want for much. You could say, yeah, of course, a, an A-grade key forward would be something they would love. But it's the chicken or the egg, isn't it? It's more the service than the forwards. If you've got Petty up there, you've got Van Royen improving, you've got Fritz, you've got Pickett, you've got Petrarca spending more time up there, they've got enough. And if you look at the two finals, they had their chances to win them both. 9-17 to 11-7 against Carlton and 7-11 v 9-6 against Collingwood. It's not like the forwards weren't getting the footy. They just weren't converting. So I'm not sure that's a big issue, as a lot of people say. I think Jack Billings is going to be a nice little recruit, someone that can hit up a target um, inside 50. So that's going to be a really good one uh, for the Demons. So, yeah, for me, a lot of upside. I think they'll be in the top four again and challenging for the flag. Tony and Craigie Burns uh, jumped on the line. He's got his views on the Ds. G'day, Tone. Oh, g'day, mate. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. So just a bit of positive news for the Ds. Don't worry about the finals because uh, you won't be going out in straight sets because you, I, don't, I don't think the Bears will make the eight, to be honest. Don't make the eight, Tone. Why is that? Oh, uh, look, I just think they've got uh, a downside now. I think they've had their, their turn and uh, they've, they blew two finals this year, if you ask about it. And it's a long way back to them. And in their supporters, who I find are a little bit pathetic, to be honest, um... But, uh, look, I think the best thing to say is you can't worry about your straight set if you're not actually there. What do you reckon? Uh, look, I'd rather have the chance to go out in straight sets than not have the chance to go out in straight sets, Tony, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you've got a point. You've got a point. Look, I've got to be honest with you, though. I, I, I just sort of was disappointed they lost to Carlton. I, I was really embarrassed for them against Carlton, but they lost. Who do you follow, and Tony? Behind, Who do you follow? Right. I'll give you a clue. Collingwood. Have a, have a, have a, yeah, well, look, you've got, you got me there, Jules. <laughs> I didn't need a clue, I don't reckon. <laughs> There's no love between Collingwood and Melbourne right now, so uh, I, that was my uh, assumption. Oh, look, it's just when you've got players like Stephen May coming out and making all these ridiculous comments and getting everyone offside, that you sort of think, well... Jordan the has got a middle around your neck. What have you got, Al? Yeah, no, that, it, um, no, that's the easy reply, isn't it? Well, winners are grinners. Yeah. I mean, I know um, Stephen May was lucky to get one in 2021 when he when he played with the hamstring. Mm-hmm. But um, he's, uh, you've got to give him credit. They had, they had their time in the sun. And now it's uh, time for the prize to go back to back. Do you think they will, Tone? Easily, yeah. Easily? Easily? I can't. I can't see anyone get, get replaced them. To make be honest, they they won the flag with you know with a few good players out. And they'll, they'll all be back, and we've got the guy from Fremantle, Swat Schultz. I think it's yeah, Lockie Schultz. Like yeah, good player. 
Uh, like your confidence, Tony, uh, Bataki ham coming your way. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Bataki ham. Uh, a few coming through off the 40 winks uh, temper about the Ds. Uh, the stats say they were the best team on expected score. Just need to improve connection and conversion. I, I guess the downside of all of that is the fact we've been talking about this for a while with Melbourne. It's not a new problem. So they got the players to improve that, whether it's in the forward line or in the midfield, they do have a lot of players in the midfield that they're not the best users of the footy. Um, that's why I think Jack Billings will be good for them. I think Lockie Hunt has been good for them uh, in that regard. But, uh, you know, the likes of Viney, Oliver, Petrarca at times are not great users inside 50, but they can improve that. I think they've got the forwards. Fritch is a gun. Petty can be very good. Van Royen should improve. Pickett's a good player. Neil Bullen's a good player. So I think scoring shouldn't be a problem if they just improve that connection. So... I'll be staggered if they miss the finals. I think they'll be top four again. Uh, still got time to take a couple of calls, Dees fans. If you want to respond to Tony there, one 736 736 Another one here. Melbourne need to have a complete buy-in from everyone, a la Collingwood, to win finals. There is too much fractured vibes coming out of them to give them a chance, says Marbles of Mount Martha. Now, we spoke to David King a couple of weeks ago, just off the back of Simon Goodwin and Gary Pert in the studio with Sam Edmund and uh, Gary Lyon. Um, he believes that it'll be a spur. They'll use all this talk around them uh, to actually help them uh, next season. And he thinks they're going to be very, very dangerous uh, come season 2024. Just another one here off the 40 Winks temper. Off topic, um, just a shout out here. Hi, Jules. I wanted to give a shout out to my nephew, Ben Wallace, who is running at least a marathon every Sunday in November. He's completed two. He's going 50 kilometres around Queenscliff slash Port Lonsdale this Sunday. And then, then intends to finish 60 kilometres in his hometown of Ocean Grove the Sunday after. There are many people jogging along with him and there will be quite a crowd for the last one. He is doing it for his granddad who was diagnosed with prostate cancer eight years ago. Well done, Ben. That's an unbelievable uh, achievement and you're doing it for a great cause. Uh, Craig, thank you so much uh, for letting us know about that. Uh, hey, Jules May, still living in Pie supporter's head is so funny as a neutral supporter. Well done to Stephen May. Uh, says Cat. Another one says, get Collingwood supporters off. Talking about Melbourne. Well, they've got the flag. Melbourne don't. I think they're entitled to have a little bit of fun with it uh, along the way. Just a reminder what's coming up uh, on the show. Flynn Cameron's going to join us from Melbourne United uh, very, very shortly. Uh, Good young player that uh, got his chance uh, on the weekend and certainly uh, made it count. Uh, Aaron from Sky has jumped on the line. He wants to chat about the Ds. Get Aaron. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Uh, just on Melbourne, uh, I think that um, let's not forget, and I know that we can deal in hypotheticals, but they scored. We, we have one of these games on, on, in, the, in the world stage that has a phenomenon of if you don't kick a goal, you still get something yep. in the, the behind side yes. of things. Yep. Melbourne kicked themselves out of finals. They didn't score how but don't forget that everything else that they did around before the shots on goal created the opportunity for, uh, to be able to put themselves in that position. So I don't think that they're too broken behind the ball. They can clean up that sort of stuff inside 50. They're still an incredibly dangerous opposition. And sometimes when you're kicking back watching football, watching games, you're watching nine games a weekend, you have those teams where 
there's this undercurrent of if they want to get you or that they start to get rolling, almost like when Tom Brady was leading the pace in the NFL, you feel like it's a tsunami that's sometimes unstoppable. Um, and I feel like they're a momentum side. So I think their upside is they're definitely not done. They're creating those chances. They put them away and they definitely be the point is. I think the downside for them has nothing to do with their ability or their selection. I think it comes down to when does the weight of the expectation of what they've achieved and what they're expected to achieve become too much? And are we at the point next year where perhaps if they don't happen to get a center or it doesn't quite go their way early, does it become overbearing and start to push down on them? Similarly to the weight of, of opinion that we put on the Western Bulldogs this year. So I think that's the only downside. Ability-wise, I don't see any reason why they can't be at the point yet. Uh, it's a really, a really good points, Aaron. Uh, Bataki ham coming your way as well. It simply wouldn't be a Christmas without Bataki. I think it's a, it's a good point, and I think it's one of the, they're one of those teams now. Given what's happened in the finals the last couple of years, we can analyse them as much as we want, good and bad, throughout the home and away season. But we can't really judge them ultimately until they ha- perform next September, uh, if they make it there. Given what they've produced in the last uh, couple of final series, and you're right behind the ball, they're still one of the best in the competition right up in the top two or three behind the ball. Strong midfield, uh, gun ruckman, uh, and I don't think the Ford line's as bad as everyone says. So, yeah, I think they're going to be in the top four again next year. Uh, Andy, hang on. We'll get to you on the other side of the news with Amy Drew. Comes up with some interesting stuff out, old A-Rod. Uh, out the back, we're doing upside, downside for the Demons. Andy from Baldwin's jumped on the Werribee Kia open line. G'day, Andy. G'day. How you going? Yeah, yeah. Tony can stick his head up a dead bear's bum. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, to be a fine judge of football with his easy back-to-back premiership. Oh, I'm not sure I agree with you. I don't think I agree with him on that one, Andy, given they just snuck over the line in most of their finals. I don't think they're that much better than everyone else. Well, on to Melbourne. Um, you summed it up pretty well. More straight kicking in those finals would have seen us win both of them. Um, our problem was, um, what, earlier in the year, Fritch went down injured, and then when Petty started coming good up forward, he went down yep. injured. And when Melton was coming good up forward, he went down injured. So there was no stability. But the downside for us, I think, is staleness of coaching. Okay. Um, yeah, so, it does, so what do you mean by that? They weren't too inventive in their coaching during the year when things weren't going their way. Um, I don't think Goodwin is a good game day coach. He's a good, you know, gee the boys up kind of coach. But tactically, um, I don't think he's really quite on the money. Um, So I'm glad that Uze's gone. I rate him highly as a coach, uh, and I'm glad he's got a, a top job somewhere else. But something had to shake up, and that will force a shake up. I just hope that they... Uh, go on with the job and get rid of our forward coach who's not even a forward. Yes. So do you think you've got the talent in the forward line? Is is that the... I don't think you do. I think you think you've got the talent in the forward line. So is is the issue the coaching of the forwards or is it the, the, the service from up the field? Well, the two have got a link. I mean, they don't happen in isolation. Mm. The forward coach should be talking to the midfields coach and saying either... 
Uh, look, sorry, mate, our guys aren't getting in, into the right position for you. I'll fix that. Or he should be saying, why are you guys just bombing it? My guys are making leads and you're just ignoring them. Um, they've got to sort that out. Um, you know, the forwards are not totally isolated from the mids. This this, this overflow, overlap. Yes, thanks. That's for... obviously yeah, sorry. not happening. No, it's not happening, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of upside there for the Ds, uh, as you as you rightly point out. Andy, thanks for your call. Uh, Pataki ham coming your way. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Pataki. Luke from Woodend wants to talk the Ds as well. G'day, Luke. Yeah, how are you going, Jules? I'm good. How are you? Uh, yeah, not bad. Just like listening to everyone else's comments on the Ds. Um, listen, I reckon the Ds have got upside. I mean, look, their forward line, I mean, I'm not a, a Demon supporter. I'm a Carlton supporter, so... I'm glad we got one up on them this year, especially in the finals after they knocked us out last year. But, I mean, look, you look at their forward line. They've got Fritsch, who was injured. He's someone who's pretty much one of the best kicks, I think, for goal in the league for his size. And you've also got um, that Van Berg, is it? The young... Yeah, Van, Ro- yeah, Van Royen. Yep. Yeah. He'll only get better because he'll be in another year, another pre-season. He'll end up only improving. So I reckon their forward line's not bad. And you've got to remember that Oliver was missing for a part of the year too. So really, I mean, he was a lot of the grunt in the midfield for him. So, you know, you look, you put him in the team fully fit and hopefully with no issues off the ground. Well, you got him and Petrarca in the midfield. So, yeah, they've got the upside. I mean, the downside for him is, yeah, they get injuries like everyone else. But I reckon they're in for a, a top year next year. And I reckon they'll be a real danger for most of the teams in the eight. And that's for Collingwood. They've won one. That's it. <laughs> yeah, so. that, yeah, go away now. I agree, Luke. I agree. But uh, unfortunately, I think they're going to be around the mark again uh, under Craig McRae. What about your Blues, Luke? Confident? Uh, look, uh, yes and no. This year I was confident after probably round 21, 22. But if it's like this year where we had those uh, the first half of the year, tell you what, I nearly had heart attacks for the first half of the year. It was just like a bad dream re- reoccurring again. So, but yeah, look, I reckon if we can keep the cattle on the field, uh, hopefully we have a pretty good year. I mean, I'm optimistic that we'll get into the eight, but yeah, there's a lot of good teams coming up too. You've got the Suns or another team. St Kilda might go a better, have a better year with Ross Lyon too, so you never know. Yeah, some good teams outside the eight. Adelaide as well were very unlucky not to play finals footy this year. Thanks for your call, Luke. And you've got to remember with Jacob Van Royen as well, he, he was basically being their number one forward for a lot of the season this year, and that. A second-year player, that's tough. So if Petty stands up and can be the main forward, Van Royen uh, and then sort of goes back, you know, gets the second-best defender, maybe the uh, defender that's a little bit smaller, uh, I think that's going to help him uh, next year. Uh, Pataki coming your way as well, Luke. It simply wouldn't be Christmas without a Pataki. Before we get to the break, all hell's broken loose at the uh, in-season tournament game between Golden State and the Timberwolves. Two minutes in, three players ejected. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels all ejected after a scuffle early in that game. So a bit going on there in the NBA. Speaking of basketball, after the break, we're going to speak to young Melbourne United guard Flynn Cameron.